0: you by Health Plans, your Medicare plans insurance solutions and resource agency. We have a variety of plans and products that fit your needs, benefit requirements and budget. With many low or no cost premium plans, zero co-pays and much more. Our Licensed Benefits Advisors' priority is your health and well-being. Call us today and book your no obligation consultation. 1-929-367-5269
1: Folks, Welcome back to the iHealth Channel, iHealth Radio, the NBC network with your host, Hurricane H. New day, new show, new topic. Uh, not so much new. I've covered this in the past, uh, but I do have a different guest that will give us a different angle on this particular topic. And uh, she is a registered uh, therapist, nutritional therapist. And uh, this is going to be discussing the menopause and, and a few other things, lifestyles and and, and how to be best. Uh, going through the menopause so ladies you're in for a treat uh, so with me today all the way from Sweden uh, Alison Blod and, and, I, and I'm gonna say it's it's there's an eight there so just to be clear <laughs> so Alison welcome to the show
0: oh thank you so much okay it's lovely to be here today uh, talking to you about the, such an important subject really
1: Yes, and it is. And, and you know, some, some people may be like, well, you're a guy and you're talking about this. Yeah, I mean, there are guys doctors, there are guys nurses, and there are people that do this to enlighten people and and, and bring this, by the way. Uh, I, I just wanted to, to highlight this because menopause is not just affecting women, they affect, you know, the people in their lives. And so- Usually, there's men out there, whether they're kids, their parents, their husbands, whatever, significant others. So it's important. It touches on everyone. But really, the mission here is to enlighten people, um, in general and educate them. So, Alison, uh, you're here to tell us a little bit about how uh, people can live a better life. You know, I know you you do therapy and coaching and you help people, uh, in a, in a better you know, to change their lifestyle, to address you know this this transitional uh, phase of life, right? Uh, but before we go there, I always. We'd like to start with your background and, and and how you got into this whole thing, nutrition therapy, uh, and of course why you specialize in menopause and 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 how to help people ultimately.
0: Oh, great! Thank you uh, so much for that introduction. Um, okay, but well, my my journey really started. Um, I, I worked as an esthetician uh initially working with women uh women's skin health and and specifically women that were going through perimenopause and menopause because that amongst many other things that can really affect your skin and you can develop acne and pigmentation and, and many other things so i worked as an esthetician um and i very soon came to realize that nutrition and lifestyle was a huge part of of the picture you know putting all these pieces together to help these women with their skin it wasn't just about treatments and applying products to the skin it a lot of it came from within so that's when I went back to university and studied nutritional therapy nutritional science and ever since then I've been working uh, on a one-to-one basis with with one-to-one programs for for menopausal or perimenopausal women, because also when I was growing up, you know, I saw all the all the women in my life, like my mother, my grandmother. Menopause was it wasn't spoken about, and they really suffered. It was kind of you know stiff upper lip, just get on with it. It was it, in a way it was a subject that women didn't want to talk about. It was a bit embarrassing in a way that you would talk about this and you know it's still got a stigma attached to it it's getting better i don't know what it's like in the us but in in europe there's a there's a bit of a menopause revolution going on so it is becoming better because women want the support and it can be a really tough time so i really i've always been fascinated in hormones as well i think hormones are, they just have such a huge effect on the body you know, and what you eat and what you do, and in, in your lifestyle, and also your mindset, has a huge, you know, plays a huge part in how you get through this uh, men- perimenopausal perimenopause, or menopause, because there are different stages to this uh, time period in a woman's life. And some people really have difficulties, and some women just glide through it and don't really feel anything. So it's very, very individual. So now I, I like I say, work on one to one basis with my clients, really getting to the root cause of what is going on i work with uh, function the functional medicine model which means that you you know you really look at the whole person you don't just look at a symptom you really get down to what is going on uh, with them and, and and why that is you also do which i find fascinating something called a timeline where, you know, you go back from, from when they were born and you look at all the things that have happened in their lives, whether it's trauma or surgery or weight loss medication, it can be anything. And, and normally you can just see how this these sort of traumas and events in people's lives connect mm. to the development of migraines, for example, or, you know, anxiety or, or weight gain. You know, it's fascinating how... How these triggers and things affect how we are long term, and, and it, I think, with menopole, perimenopause and menopause, it all, you know, as we if we get older as women, how you've lived your life tends to come out when you get older. You know, you can get away with it when you're younger, but as you get older, you you tend to think, you know, whether you've got pigmentation on your skin or, you know, you're just feeling generally fatigued. It, it all catches up with you in the end. So it's time to look after yourself. So I'm very passionate about helping this, you know, specific group of, of women with nutritional therapy, lifestyle uh, modifications and mindset is a, is a huge key as well in in that.
1: Well, well, thank you. I mean, that's a pretty deep stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a comprehensive <laughs> <laughs> definition of your work here. And we got to break down some of the, and you mentioned a couple of things that, that are worth actually highlighting first. One is, i think before we can even go further is there a way i mean potentially i'd like you to although some people may know what menopause is uh you know if we can break that down you know i know you mentioned hormones and we mentioned age uh and so we would like to to get a just a, a closer look at the definition of what that means uh just for people you know, whether they understand it because a lot of people have this i guess uh menopause happens at you know uh, 50 or 55, and, and it, it's not really a one-year thing or stuff. So just if we can bring back people to the original factor of menopause. And then I'd like to also talk about what you mentioned about the uh, the history that leads to it, and to your point, the stigma that you actually uh, discussed uh, a minute ago, which basically, you're right, it is still a topic where it's almost like taboo because it's almost highly an age. It's like almost a transitional age which we shouldn't be thinking about that you live your life any stages and you enjoy every one of them. And this is just a transition in your body or, or, or change in your body that's going to happen. But, but at the same time, you know, it, it shouldn't be like, Oh my God, this is like, we can't talk about it. Cause like, you know, it's reminding of age and stuff. So let's talk about that. Cause mm. I think I'm sure you work on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's great that you asked that about menopause because, you know, people, there's so many people that don't really understand the stages and, and what is going on with the body. Uh, you know, and a lot of women, when they come into what we call perimenopause, which is the the beginning, uh, where your hormones are fluctuating, you know, the, the symptoms that you may develop, you know, are quite similar to just being generally stressed and overworked, and so so a lot of women don't actually relate it to the fact that they might be coming into menopause. So the stages are the first one, it's called perimenopause, and this is like stage before you actually go into menopause and on average this starts at the age of 45 it v- varies considerably uh, depending on the person but roughly 45 and this is really where your body uh you know your hormone levels start to decline uh, but they fluctuate a lot so you know one month your estrogen can be high your progesterone can be low and then the next month so it's a bit like a roller coaster and and that's what stimulates all these symptoms. And, and again, it's very individual. I mean, the, the most common one that most people think of is the hot flashes, uh, anxiety, you know, mood swings, um, weight gain, the list goes on. There's there's about 40 different symptoms that, that you can develop during perimenopause. So this is the fluctuation, especially the decline in, in the hormones. And then you have the stage which is actually called menopause. Uh, and when you think of the name menopause, that's that's really what it is. I mean, meno is, is menstruation and, and pause is, is, you know, the, the stopping of uh, menstruation. Men- menopause is basically when you haven't had a period, you haven't menstruated for a year, a whole year in a row. Um, if you haven't had a period for eight months and then you have one, then you're not in menopause, you're still in perimenopause. Uh, So when you haven't menstruated for a year, you are then in menopause. And then all the time after menopause, then we we are in what we call post menopause. And I mean, women, we're living much longer than we used to. So the majority of women can have 30 years left of their lives in post menopause. So you know, it's crucial that you look after yourself, and you understand what's happening with your body, and get the support and the help you need, because estrogen and progesterone and t- testosterone, you know, are really important for our overall health. So, to have thirty years or maybe even more of, of quality life, you really need to understand, you know, what is going on. So, that's perimenopause, menopause, and, and postmenopause are the the three stages of, of menopause and then your other question asked you about the stigma yeah I mean I think it's like you say it's just it's just not it's just not very glamorous is it it's kind of I think it's the the fact that you're no longer fertile mm-hmm. um and y- you're becoming older and you maybe feel you know what am I going to do now what what what's what's left for me it's, I mean, it's ridiculous, really, isn't it? Because you think like puberty for, for women, that's all talked about and that's fine. And we all know about that. And then, you know, another big hormonal event is pregnancy for women, which is... And then kind of menopause is another big hormonal event, but it's certainly not talked about as much as it should be. And it, women aren't getting the help that they need. I mean, the majority of women, when they go to their doctor, come away feeling very... You know, they, they don't feel like that they've got the help that, that that they need. But it is getting better. It's just getting the word out there and making women realize that, you know, menopause is a totally natural process, but you really don't have to suffer. That There are so many things that you can do. But like I said about my, my grandmother and my mother, it was very, you certainly didn't mention it. It, it was absolutely forbidden to talk about anything to do with menopause i mean even the word menopause i think then but people didn't certainly didn't understand w- what it was which is strange really isn't it because it's a big event and every single woman will go through it well it
1: is and, and it sounds like you know uh, traditionally it's been like almost like oh my god it's the end of the lines like that's it i'm done uh, as as a woman right and and uh the fear usually is to you talked about fertile, fertile right it's it's oh i can't have kids anymore and 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 Recently, I mean, in recent years, uh, marriage is is much later, and so uh, or just having kids is much later these days. So, so there, that that time frame is is almost crucial. People are almost on the in in a race to try to get you know children before they get to it. So there's there's a little bit of awareness to it, but at the same time, no one wants to talk about it. It's a difficult, and you're right. You, you go to the doctor, you might get you know okay, well, I think you're going to menopause, but. What's what's the the ramifications? What the effect that happens? You know, when you hear that, uh, is there anything that people can be walking away with that can help them face it? And I think that's the problem. So they just like, oh my god, I got bad news. You know, this is it for me, or whatever. And then the, the end. So now the to your point, stress begins and everything, and it's not helping because everything is is already changing, and now you add to it another level of anxiety. It's not good.
0: No, it all adds up, doesn't it? If you're not getting the support and you don't, if you don't really, I always say to my clients, you know, knowledge, get, get, understand what is happening because knowledge is power, you know. And when you go to your doctor, don't settle when they just say, oh, you know, you'll, you're fine, your hot flushes, that's part of the stage of life you're going through. Don't settle for that because there are many things, you know, it's, there's many things that you can do to make yourself feel better. And I, I, one thing that I find really fascinating as well is that I think it's more in in the Western world that we we look at menopause with this, you know, let's not talk about it, brush it under the carpet. Because in some of the, in research, when they've looked at more like, um, you know, at like the blue zones and more tribal zones when women become older and they go through menopause they 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 become like the hierarchy of the tribe that they're so wise and people mm-hmm. really respect and look up to them and want their knowledge which Oracles. Is true, really <laughs> isn't it i mean the, and, and old I think elephants as well they they always have the, the older female as the leader of the tribe and and, and killer whales this this is uh, I find this interesting as well there's not many mammals that go through menopause apart from humans and killer whales and when the female is around 45 because they they live till they're quite old whales uh, and goes through uh, menopause she then becomes the leader of the pod like the pod of whales and they can have like 30 40 of these killer whales in a pod because she's so wise and got so much knowledge if that's how we should think of it, because because older women are amazing. I mean, they we have so much knowledge, and we we've we've seen so much, and been through through so much in our lives. We should be celebrated. Well, well,
1: thank you for bringing that, because that is an important piece. uh People all often think about age as a, as as sometimes a problem as you age, right? But it's not every stage. We we first of all, I always say this. People live in long enough to to hit these this milestones. Because some people, unfortunately, don't make it to those, those milestones. And to your point, the wisdom factor doesn't happen early on. Unfortunately, uh, when you're younger, you don't want to listen to anybody. <laughs> you just want to <laughs> figure it out yourself. And, you know, I mean, I, I have teenagers and I, I can tell you, and I have, you know, uh, my older son is in the 20s and and they just don't, they want to discover the world. And no matter what you tell them, you're wrong. They're right, right? So, so unfortunately, that wisdom starts hitting a little bit later. And then by that time, when you think that you're wise, it's kind of like, oh, what happened to my half a century? You know, or at least the, the last four decades are gone. And so, but, but most people uh, don't see that value. And you're right, you know, with age comes wisdom and, and you see the world differently and you appreciate a lot more things in life and you do want to live, you know, a healthier life so you can enjoy the the, the next, you know, few decades. And as long as you live, I, like I, I, I work in with the senior, uh, you know, population and, uh, cause I, I work in the Medicare space, uh, which is, you know, uh, 65 and over most of the time. And, uh, so I, I see, people at all stages of their lives having a great time. I mean, people in the 70s, 80s, even 90s, they're really enjoying the life being social. They're going out there and they live. Uh, now, they they're all going through different things. I mean, some of these folks have, you know, illnesses and and, and you know, some, some serious you know illnesses, uh even. But but they still live their life, right? And so so in the, I think the highlight is important to say that life is precious and as long as we live, we have to enjoy every moment of it. And women, I mean, first of all, pillars of of society, right? Uh they, we, we, we need every woman out there healthy and happy, and 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 that's it. And, and again again, uh, there is no person that cannot say that they have, they don't have women around their, their their realm. Everybody interacts with ladies and women, and whether like again, I have my daughter, I have my mom, I have my wife, I have my cousins, you know, I have colleagues, and you know, and. The interaction is there and you want to support that I mean you always have to support and by the way this is not about male or female I mean everybody should support each other uh to a degree uh for to keep people motivated health in you know, a healthier and really in the right you know mindset and you mentioned mindset earlier we're going to talk about that in a minute but those are the you know big deals big elements you know to 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 really cover because age is as as we say as a joke is a number. <laughs> you know the 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 the, phys- the physiology or, or the anatomy of the body that's different. It's just gonna go through its phases. Doesn't matter. I mean, you get old. It's just part of life. <laughs> there's, you can't stop that. That unfortunately you can maybe reduce it to a degree, but you can't stop it. It's how you think about it is is the key. I have a friend. You know, yeah. You know, he's he's my mentor, and he told me one time, there's a, there's a point in life. We just have to make a decision. Do you want to live. You know with what you have and enjoy the life where you just kind of like stress up and then you collapse on yourself and then you think that the age is taking you over and that's it you want to live you know as long as like I, I always say we live until we don't live <laughs> you know anymore so so enjoy it most enjoy all of it there's no reason not to and 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 the best way to enjoy it is in a healthy fit body mindset the whole work right a good you know equilibrium between everything uh spirit energy everything has to to to, to apply now the body is gonna change. They're gonna transform. Uh, hormones and stuff are gonna always gonna shift. You mentioned something earlier about the uh, the the history of a person, and I want to go back to that just just for a brief minute, because uh, some people may have thyroid problems. Genetics, you know, can affect as as you mentioned. So, what is the impact of that? Um, I mean, obviously there is an impact. Um, is there a relationship, For example, someone has hyperthyroid or hypo. Does that affect actually the, men- the menopause differently, or it, it's irrelevant?
0: Now, I mean, thyroid health. Absolutely. That that is crucial. And that is something when I work with clients, when I initially start working with them, we would always look at that because thyroid health as you come into one, it's more common in women to have thyroid problems. (laughs) And two, it becomes even more common when you go through uh, perimenopause and menopause, a specifically hypothyroidism, which is where your thyroid doesn't produce enough of the thyroid hormones. And I mean, the, your thyroid is like the engine of your body. It, you know, it controls your metabolism. Um, so if, if that starts slowing down and not producing the hormones that you need, it affects everything, mm. so that really is absolutely a, a crucial thing to look at in in uh, menopausal perimenopausal health. Because the and it's also that the thyroid, some of the classic symptoms of hypothyroidism are very similar to menopausal symptoms. So it sometimes can get missed because you mm. just think, oh, it's down to menopause. You know, fatigue, weight gain. You know, they're they're very typical symptoms of menopause but they're also very typical to thyroid health and you know you see in studies that uh, the increase in thyroid problems goes up quite a lot with with women as we get older you know so that absolutely is a, is a crucial thing you know there's certain things that that you know you really have to take care of and look after a little bit more as you come into this time time period in your life so
1: so, as a, so let's talk about you mentioned symptoms Can, are they is there a list of specific symptoms that people should at least be aware of in perimenopause? And then uh, ultimately the menopause itself, as you said, when you have 12 months consecutive with, without any menses, uh, but but the prior phase is really where it's iffy because to your point, anything can can be, a thyroid can be a problem and it can appear the same. So what is the specific thing that you know, the women can be looking forward to and at what stage they should start really being aware
0: of? It, I mean, no perimenopause, on average starts at 45 but you know i've seen ladies where it starts at 40 41 or it starts at 50 so it's really very individual but the the most common one of the one of the most common symptoms is hot flashes this is like a a, a wave of heat that all of a sudden just engulfs your body and, and you know you can start sweating that that is a very common symptom a lot of ladies complain of uh, complain but mention uh, weight gain all of a sudden, you can start. You know, even if you're not doing anything different, you know, you're eating healthy and exercising, but you you notice that you predominantly around the abdomen area. That's that's a very common symptom. Uh, sleep problems uh, and sleep that that is to do to one of the reasons is is because you can have night sweats. So you know, you can wake up in the night and feel really hot and, and and sweaty, and that obviously keeps you awake. Um, oestrogen is i mean it's an amazing hormone and it affects absolutely everything because we have oestrogen receptors in in virtually every part of our body you know so it's not so surprising when when those levels start to decline that it affects so many things brain fog uh, lack of concentration that that's a huge thing and you know it's really tough for some women because you know all of a sudden you can be talking or you can be you know, think oh, I'm going into a room to get something. You just go completely blank, uh, and it's to do with. I mean, the estrogen. You have estrogen receptors in your brain, mm-hmm. but you know that those those symptoms are quite scary because a lot of women, you know, what's going on? I can't remember anything. Am I going to be getting dementia? You know, it's that's why it's so important that you you talk to someone and get the right information and the help that you need. But lack of concentration, anxiety, is is a Big. All of a sudden, you know, you you find you get very anxious over things that you didn't before, and also self confidence. Mm. So, I mean, estrogen estrogen is responsible for so many things, and progesterone isn't. You know, just estrogen, and I mean testosterone, which women need as well. That that tends to naturally decline as we get older. So that's more of a, a natural, you know, thing that happens as we get older. But that we don't really talk about that so much in, in women's health. We tend to think more of, of men's health. Um, True. There is, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's, there's so many, many symptoms. I mean, you can have like itchy skin, dry skin, uh, hair loss, you know, every, <laughs> every
1: two problem. <laughs> Well well, Alice, you mentioned earlier you started as aesthetician and and you noticed there were skin issues and things like that. So 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 that that's news actually. I, I wouldn't have put one on one together. I mean, considering I mean now it's been clear based on your uh information that there is a relationship to, to that 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 skin, the look and all the stuff. But I I did wanna you something you mentioned about, you know, uh People get to it. They're scared. They don't know when it happens, at least, you know, and to to your point, it's a pretty um, large, you know, time frame. It could start, to your point, from the 40s to the 50s. But, you know, the metabolism typically, you know, winds down slowly every decade, right? I mean, every year that goes by, your metabolism is down. Now, that's in general terms. I mean, that's just the whole system this is a more like a hyper, you know, uh, change and shift in that is happening in a very, you know, specified time frame. It's not, I mean, obviously progression happens, you know, every, you know, stage of life, but, and, and the metabolism will continue, you know, declining until, you know, the end. But, I mean, and again, I'm not going to say that because they're we're, we're going to talk about nutrition mindset and, and lifestyles that can make, you know, a booster in all these, these directions here. But the fact is, people as as age you know progresses you know the metabolism is kind of like you know it's a, it's a, the age goes up the metabolism goes down that's that typically the formula unless you kind of uh, reinforce you know the, the metabolism levels uh and and change some stuff in your lifestyle right but but this is you know uh first of all is there a uh i guess the hormones and the changes in the menopause do affect the metabolism or vice versa right
0: yeah yeah they do i mean they the estrogen and, and the decline in hormones if, affects like the, the integrity of your gut. And it also affects metabolic uh, processes. Um, you know, the, the gut and the, the microbiome, which is your gut bacteria. Mm. You know, there's research saying that that the, we need estrogen for the integrity of the gut. Uh, so that obviously has an effect on, on your metabolism. Um, so th- there's many uh, the gut people, we tend to forget our gut health, but that is so crucial. and estrogen decline in estrogen really affects that quite a lot, really. A lot of women find that they, you know they they get constipated and and the gut, the whole process of the gut kind of just slows down a bit. So you know it's really important that you introduce foods that that will help that. Uh, and also uh, insulin, which is the the hormone helps our body utilize uh, sugar energy. So when, when you eat uh, carbohydrates, specifically refined carbohydrates, you will, you will get a peak in, in insulin. So insulin is like the key to the cell that opens up the cell that allows you to take in the glucose, the energy, and, and allows your body to utilize it. But what, what can happen in menopause is that the cell becomes less sensitive to estrogen. So we don't react in the same way. And this can lead to in- insulin resistance, which, you know, in the long term, if you leave insulin re- resistance, you can it can lead to diabetes, too. So, you know, you, you really need, there's just things you need to be aware of as a woman during this time that really think about what you're eating. And, you know, because if you if you've constantly got high blood sugar levels, that isn't good for your metabolism is really isn't really good for anything uh for weight gain, for you know, anxiety. And and if you carry on eating all these refined, processed, sugary foods, then you know, you're not going to be doing yourself any favours. You really want to eat like blood balancing, blood sugar balancing foods. Whole foods basically just not a food that has comes in a packet with 50 ingredients. You just want a whole food that you can see that is a piece of broccoli, that is a chicken. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thanks, Ed. You know, it's it's amazing what what you said about the insulin and and the, the, could lead to diabetes. I mean, true story. I mean, not I I never thought about it until this minute when you were saying it. My mom actually the day, the the same year where where you know menopause happened was actually the year she got diabetes. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, again, I I never thought on you know of uh, anything of that, but it's literally the same time because I mean, I I kind of it just hit me like I. Because I, I was aware of all the changes that were happening, and then uh, it, it happens that actually that's the year that we moved to the US. <laughs> so so it's a, it's a very you know unique year for me, and but it was exactly the time where her diabetes you know kicked off, um, and it's amazing that you know uh, you don't think about the tube until you start hearing something like this, where you understand like how the body has actually functioned, because it was nothing, and then all of a sudden her body is just not operate in the same way uh and again to your point culturally and stuff like that you know this is not a discussion that was happening so you know you don't even know what to do now you mentioned some very powerful stuff about nutrition i think that's our segue you know perfect timing now is let's discuss that i mean you mentioned something about uh, gut health you mentioned something about you know the uh, the sugars and the carbs and the type of foods i mean whole food versus you know refined stuff or or packaged stuff that is a big you know that is a problem in today's society. I mean, we've gone away from really eating farm and stuff. And, you know, the industries are are heavy. And, uh, like, I mean, I, I, I had this discussion with my son few few months back and we were just having this this discussion about like how the world you know changed back in the days you know 100 years ago you didn't have the food that you have in the supermarket today <laughs> you know you know there were a few you know areas and that's about it now you can go like you know hundreds and thousands, thousands of, of styles of every single type of food right and it they all taste good and it's a lot of sh- sugar a lot of sodium and stuff so and even what are even the dairy sections whatever you pick it's like you know multitudes of, of, of fruits and vegetables, uh, in, in a, in a different package, not real, <laughs> you know, they look the same, but they taste the same, but they could be like 2.15 ingredients in them. Half of them you cannot pronounce. Uh, so that's, that's a, a challenge that we have today. And in a lot of areas, you don't have like, like, for example, where I am right now, this is like, uh, we can go, uh, peach picking and, you know, apple picking and strawberries. And then it's good. Tomatoes are happening because we are close to farms, but that's only a small time frame. The rest, you just have to rely on, on your purchases at a supermarket. And yeah, there is a tendency now that there's more um, places where you can purchase whole food. I mean, or even big franchises that have like whole food stuff. Um, but but what are some of the key things that you would, you know, that you actually recommend throughout practice, you know, for uh, women that are just about to get into the peri- perimenopause and or through- and obviously, post. You know, like, what are some of the things in terms of uh, you know nutrition that you recommend specifically? Uh, exercise maybe also, and just we can talk about that as as a as a brief because I think I think that's important and that that and that, that will touch on the lifestyles. So, what would be those those key elements that you'd like to recommend?
0: Yeah, that, I totally agree with everything you said. and I can get very uh, passionate or worked up about the the toxic food environment that we live in because it is you know it's it's responsible or well, not solely responsible but you know the 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 obesity epidemic that's happening in the world and and you know people are just ill they're sick aren't they with chronic diseases and mm. we should we our bodies weren't made to to eat all this processed food with loads of different ingredients and sugar and you know it's it's terrible for health and it is really really tough isn't it because of because of the food environment i mean no matter where you go you're you've got all this food in front of you whether it's to go and you know to the diy shop or, or whatever there's just it's there in front of you all the time you know we're only human aren't we we, we can't <laughs> always resist
1: well it's becoming culture i mean it's really it's uh, for example the new generation i i am I I have fights with my kids all the time. Well, fights, I mean, not physical fights, but we argue about this all the time and they they actually don't like me because I don't purchase some stuff that they want and bring it to the home because, you know, that's the only way for me to prevent it because no matter what they buy and, and it's becoming so attractive, like there are certain foods that they want because that's the tradition, you know, that's what the media is pro. you know, train on tv you know these are there's a lot of marketing happening and it's basically that's just a trend i want to have some of this that's what breakfast should look like you know and we don't have again to your point back in the days in food were natural and now uh there's so many things that are available and they're not really healthy for you And, and and it's a challenge it's a big challenge there's the body is just to your point not able to figure out all this and that's why we have so many diseases that we didn't have maybe maybe years ago or just half a century ago, we didn't have the stuff we have today.
0: No, no, exactly. And we're seeing it, aren't we? I mean, it's it's you see how it's affecting us as humans. And it's not easy, and you know, going back to your your question about menopause, I think what you have to think about with nutrition is that you just have to you know it doesn't have to be difficult. you, you know if, if, we've talking about all the processed foods in in supermarkets and shops and everything. But there, it's not all processed. If you stay most, I don't know what it's like in the US, but in Europe, if you stay to like the outer edge of the <laughs> store, that's where all the like the more healthy, non-refined foods are, like the vegetables, the fruit, the meat, if you eat meat and the, the other uh, products. But what you need to think about is just looking after yourself that little bit more and try to buy whole foods try to avoid processed foods you know even if you just do that one thing you will start feeling better if you okay you know we're we're, i'm realistic it's you can't say to someone to avoid processed foods completely but if you really try to minimalize the the amount of processed foods that you eat uh, and don't have them in the house exactly what, what you were saying that you know don't have them there if you have them there, then you're tempted, aren't you? If you've got lots of sweets and chocolates and candy in, in the cupboard, then you know it's there and you will eat it. If, if you don't have it there, it's very rare you'll actually get in the car and drive to the shop and buy it. But, you know, it's, it's fascinating how our brain works because the brain, you know, we love sugar and we, we love that combination of sugar and fat and salt. And, you know, if, if you know that you've got a lovely packet of biscuits in the cupboard that's got all that, your, your brain... You know, that, that craving will start. But if you don't even have it in the house, then, you, you know, it helps. So try to avoid processed foods.
1: Out of sight, side of the mind. Eh?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and one thing that I really find with my clients is that, you know, when you, when you come up to menopausal or perimenopausal age, you can't, you know, you can't get away with what you did when you were in your 20s or 30s. And alcohol really doesn't help your menopausal symptoms. I mean, it's been shown in studies that even just a glass of wine, a couple of glasses of wine in the evening can trigger off hot flashes. You know, it can stop you sleeping. And the majority of my clients, when they've stopped drinking alcohol, they just even just doing that, They feel so much better. You know, and I'm not saying that you have to completely stop, but maybe just be more mindful. You know, if you do have a couple of glasses of wine in the evening, just try for a week or two weeks to cut that out and and see how you feel because it really doesn't do you any favours when you're going through this time period in your life, perimenopause, uh, menopause and postmenopause you know it's everything in moderation so so alcohol is a is a key thing and and also what you drink you know don't drink sugar we we tend to think of food don't we but some i mean some of the the energy drinks and, and the the soda it, it's just i mean it's terrible it, it's quite interesting because some of the um like well known energy drinks uh, have actually been banned in well i have think now Denmark france and norway don't allow a certain energy drink because they're they're unsure of the health effects because of the high percentage of caffeine in them and and sugar so energy drinks not something i would recommend uh, you know you can get your energy in other ways from from nuts and seeds and you know lots of really whole wholesome foods so limiting alcohol avoiding processed foods um, the diet that always comes up best in research that that is very good for for menopause or women or good for general health is the Mediterranean style diet, and you know many people say, "Well, what does that actually mean? I don't <laughs> live I don't live near the Mediterranean. How can I do that?" But it, it it's a very easy diet to follow. It's, it's basically nuts, seeds, uh, legumes, which is all your beans and and peas and and uh, vegetables etc uh you know your green your vegetables fish small amount of poultry so your white meats red meat occasionally and all your wonderful fats like your olive oil um avocados coconut oil you know there's wonderful oils in nuts and seeds so the mediterranean style diet is is actually a very good basis to of how you prepare your meals and how you eat and like i say it really doesn't have to be difficult you know even if you if you don't want to spend hours in the kitchen if you just for example if you eat meat if you buy a chicken you roast that chicken and you have that in the fridge and you have some nice salad you maybe have some whole grain rice and you you, you know you've got that there you can have a chicken breast with salad and some rice in the evenings because the majority of people i find it's it's time is a big issue as well you know they they need something there in the fridge that they could just take out and, and eat. They, they haven't got time in the evenings, you know. They're busy working. Mediterranean style diet and going back to gut health it's very important to to eat fermented foods. And there's been so much research done on on the microbiome now in in uh, in you know the gut our gut bacteria. So we're really starting to under, understand how crucial that is for health. And with the estrogen levels declining, that can affect. The, the microbiome which really has like a knock-on effect on on everything in, in digestion even our mental health our brain health is affected by, by the microbiome so all your lovely what we call probiotic foods like sauerkraut kimchi kefir uh, all your pickled vegetables they contain all these wonderful uh, good bacteria so that that's really crucial for gut health and and then fiber which again, that's something that, we, you know, we all hear about, but it's very rare that we actually eat the amount of fibre that we should be eating. You should be eating at least 30 grams of fibre a day. And, you know, fibre comes from vegetables, um, fruits, whole grains, nuts and seeds. So I think you just have to have an awareness of what is on your plate not just just filling it full of potatoes and there's nothing wrong with potatoes but you know you need a balance on the plate. you, you should have protein fat and carbohydrates like whole grain carbohydrates and it, there should be a balance of how, how your plate looks, not just a, a plate full of refined carbohydrates And protein is a huge thing for for women in, in menopause because you know we need protein. we tend to lose muscle mass. Uh, women as we get we get older uh, so you really need that protein to help keep your muscles strong and, and to help keep your body strong and protein again is something that we don't eat enough of you should really try and eat a palm size of protein with every meal and, and protein such as chicken you know fish or soya products if, if you don't eat um, meat so it's getting it's getting that balance and I'm Healthy fats. I always talk to because you need them for your hormones and and, and and health when we get well in general, but especially as we go into menopause. And that fat is a is a tricky one with people because they, as soon as you say the word fat, they automatically think, "Oh, oh, oh what? Well, no, I'm not eating because I'll put weight on." There's mm-hmm. such a, you know, going back to stigmas. There's such a stigma attached to fat, you know, f- which comes from the low fat. Um, high carbohydrates doesn't it that in the one was that the 70s when the whole world decided that we shouldn't eat fat so it was taken out of everything and and now we've suddenly decided that we do need fat but it's 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 the type of fat it's what the fat is that you're eating is is really crucial so healthy fats to get your omega-3 oils which which are crucial which can come from oily fish Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, carbohydrates from vegetables, starchy vegetables, really try to get rid of all the, you know, the, the real refined carbohydrates because they just shoot your blood sugar up and just make you feel terrible, really. So that, you know there's lots of there's so many things I could talk about nutrition for hours.
1: <laughs> I know. Well you you've summarized a lot of it. I mean you you've I mean again less than 5 minutes I think you covered almost every type of good food that you can have and 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 bad stuff that you don't have to have. But you also mentioned a couple of elements, right? You mentioned Mediterranean diet. You're right. Not everybody lives around the Mediterranean, but it's the type of food that you take. But but also if you look at it culturally um, depending where you sit in on, on this this globe, you know the the cultures are different, obviously, and the food diets and 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 the diets in general are different. And I can just just by, by just virtual uh, just a uh, snapshot, Europeans, for example, their food that, you know, uh, style is a little different for example from american diet right it's where we're just extreme when it comes to diet you know we just eat everything like you know fast food and so on and so forth now, again when i say this it's a generalization but but for the most part that is that is a problem that we have in in the u.s you know much b- bigger i think than most of the the rest of the world but in you know even in europe it's getting there to your point i mean there are some of that but but there's also uh and we're going to talk about lifestyle shortly but there is there's is different ways of how to live your life to your point besides you know being aware of what you take and what you don't take and, and specifically for women health here uh, but at the end of the day um the, the the food like the cooking just a simple thing right uh, a lot of people still cook home in a lot of the different places in the world and uh for example in some more western you know westernized you know civilizations i guess you know there's more in and out and stuff like that so uh, believe it or not when we go to restaurants most of these restaurants buy Uh, canned stuff that they use and process in your, your meal. Uh, you can go to, to like, for example, here in the States, we have, um, like restaurant Depot, right? That's where the, the restaurants get most of their stuff that they serve you in their restaurant. And it, when you go shop, it's really just canned stuff or packed stuff that's already ready, and then just kind of like you know make it in a delicious formula and and and, and process it for in a plate for you, as opposed to you going getting those vegetables and and combination of things and putting them onto your plate, you know, and cooking them slowly and so on and so forth. So that's a that's a change. Uh, the I think the. Cultures themselves make a difference. In, for example, in Europe or Mediterranean and other parts, people have a different lifestyle. And we're going to talk about that now. Uh, and then ultimately, you mentioned about the gut health and uh, the, the just the, the probiotics. For example, is a big deal. Uh, not so much. So many people actually are eager to 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 use that. And there's a lot of stuff that that uh, that comes out where oh, uh, stay away from dairy, stay away from this, stay away from and so there's a combination like which dairy, which not what what not dairy, and so on and so forth. You talked about the fats uh trans fat you know like you know those those cooking oils whatever versus like olive oil for example big difference so so it's just a matter of knowledge and awareness and education i think if if everyone takes the time to to research things and hopefully like a show like this gets to more people and people can share it and people can actually learn some basics home experts such as yourself to just understand what's what's happening to their body and what Simple things and changes they can do to make a difference. Now, though that takes us to lifestyle because I think a lot of this now that I'm mentioning is leading us to just a mindset shift and, and really healthy lifestyle you know, habits or changes. So what would be your, I guess, ideal change and shift for someone that's going to from perimenopause to, to postmenopause stages and uh, even early on, if they can pre, you know, get in, in a lifestyle early on enough to get them better, that would be even ideal. What would you say? Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: that lifestyle is is huge because you know you, you, the food. You can obviously change your nutrition. You you have to want to do that. You have to be motivated to do that. But the whole lifestyle and how you lead your life is 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 really very very crucial. Absolutely, you can't really. You've got to have all the pieces together. Um, the one top thing that when we talk about lifestyle that I would say to people, which is a huge problem in society, is stress. Mm. Uh, and I know everyone, we're all sick of hearing about stress, aren't we? Manage stress. Yeah, well, well, yeah, what does that mean? You know, I have people have busy lives and they've got stressful jobs and families and young children and, you know, they don't have any time for themselves. But you really have to manage stress because stress is so detrimental to health. And as you go into perimenopause and, and menopause, you can't handle stress like you used to. You know, you, you can start to feel overwhelmed because, you know, normally when you're 45 plus, you know, you've, you've probably got a career, you maybe got children at home, you maybe have parents that are slightly older that need care, you know, to care for. So there's a lot going on in your life. So you really have to manage stress. And the whole stress cycle, you know, with stress hormones, uh, cortisol in in particular you know if you're if you're suffering from chronic stress which a lot of people in society are these days you know the cortisol levels in your blood you know they they trigger off so many different things and they really don't help with the menopausal symptoms uh weight gain for example um you know cortisol will you will store fat if you have cortisol if you're chronically stressed it's very very difficult to lose weight if you're suffering from chronic stress so it's managing stress and you know how how do you do that it's very individual but you really have to sit down and want to do it you know i I can give you the support and the information but you have to want to do it and it doesn't have to be like huge things great you know yoga meditation fantastic if you can do them but the majority of people that i see if i said to them okay you've got to meditate for 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day they'd be like that's not happening i you know (laughs) i'm not i can't do that that's just it will it will create another stress for me in my life something as simple as going for you know I, i say to you okay just five give me five minutes in your day Go outside and sit in the garden or, or, or sit looking out of a window with a glass of water or a cup of tea or whatever and just breathe. Breathing is, is something that we really, you know, there's so many different breathing techniques that are fantastic for reducing stress. It's very difficult to be become stressed if you're deep breathing because basically breathing deeply is telling your body that everything's okay so, you, you don't release, you don't go into that stress cycle. Things like just sitting down and reading a book in the evening rather than going on a Netflix binge or just doing something calm for yourself, closing your eyes at your desk for five minutes and breathing. It doesn't, if you have got time to meditate and do yoga and go for a 20 minute walk, then that's fantastic. But, you know, small steps. You don't have to do everything at once, but really finding something that works for you to manage stress because the majority of people these days are suffering from stress and it is so detrimental to your health long-term. And it really, like I say, triggers off all these menopausal symptoms. If you manage stress, you will, you will see a difference in your health. Definitely just is, is that like self-care, isn't it? It's really taking that and, making sure that you have time for yourself and not feeling selfish. You know, it's it's okay to look after yourself. I tend to always take like Sundays off. Sundays is is a day where, you know, I don't do any work. I, I don't answer emails. You, you just have that time to yourself and with your family and being outside and, and, and doing what makes you happy, really. It's very different, isn't it, for everyone? So stress is a huge thing for lifestyle. And sleep.
1: Mm-hmm
0: sleep hygiene uh, again that is something that could be really affected during perimenopause and menopause and if you're if you're not being able to sleep or you're waking up in the early hours of the morning it affects everything i mean you, you're not happy are you the next day you're going to be tired you know the, the whole uh lack of sleep it, there's many things that happen one of them is that you crave carbohydrates preferably really refined sugary uh, carbohydrates that will give you that blood sugar kick because you, you want energy. Mm. Um it'll make your menopausal symptoms worse. And so sleep is as we know now, there's so much research done on sleep, it's so crucial for, for how we are. So really working on that with thinking about what you do, you know, three to two to three hours before you go to bed. If you if you're staring at your phone or, or on your computer or television, you know, the, the that's stimulating. Really try to do something more relaxing, like just having a chat with your family or reading a book, or just doing something calming, uh, and and really avoiding stimulating, like caffeine and, and stimulating foods. Like we talk about energy drinks, you know. Try not to eat for a couple of hours before you go to bed. <laughs> there's a, there's many things with sleep hygiene. You could do a whole podcast on
1: that. <laughs> I know. What does now? As you've you. You've covered almost every single angle <laughs> that makes a difference for life. And by the way, I, I think this is just for general, but I mean, more specific to to, to women going through the me- peri and, and, and through menopause in general. But but some of this stuff is actually advice that I think everybody should listen to. <laughs> I mean, stress is, 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 is a killer. I mean, literally people, you know, take it to the ex- extreme and it's affecting us because of the lifestyles we carry these days and, and we tend to have. Uh, so, so thank you. I mean, for bringing that up. I mean, sleep is also, you know, a, a big deal. To your point, with the phones and stuff, TVs. You know, people actually are a little wired up to these things until the last minute, and then they can't shut down. So, so all these these behavioral changes that can make a difference. Are easy to actually affect, but I think we're addicted to some of these things and just transiting back to the, the basics and and sometimes like giving up some of this behavior that we've been so accustomed to over the years. I mean, I we make a joke back in the days TV was closed, you know, started and, and, and ended at a certain time and you only had a certain amount of, you know, time you can watch it. Uh, now it's everything thousands of channels and, and now it's you carry it with you everywhere i mean you don't need the tv you have phones and just go to tiktok and you never stop
0: <laughs> no, they
1: so do. it is crazy right and so it's unfortunate but 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 really i know we're coming to the end of the show but but really uh alison i think you've gone through the definition of what menopause is brain menopause the changes the metabolism stuff um, the, uh, the impact of all this stuff, nutrition, lifestyle, health, uh, all this stuff is, is, is key for people. And if you're listening to watching right now, uh, just, just rewind this and, and just sink in some of the advice from Alison. I think, um, uh, if you apply some of these changes in life, or well, at least be aware and you're going to see a shift. You're going to live a healthier and happier life. Uh, but also I want to just highlight Ellison here. I mean, she does work all over the world and she can guide people. And if you have a question or have a concern or you feel like you need some assistance to guide yourself, I'm assuming Ellison, you can consult with people, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I like you say. I have a, a online clinic, so I work with clients from all over the world. And I'm more than happy if anyone's got any questions or, or you know wants to have a, a a chat with me. Then absolutely, the the best way is to is to get me through my website. So yeah, absolutely, it'd be a pleasure to talk to anyone.
1: Uh, well, listen, you have it. Alison, I will have the actual link of your website on the description of the show. So people, please feel free to touch, you know, and click on it and go to her uh, site, figure out, you know, all the, the the things that she has available for you. Uh, Alison, I know you're going to do a great job with folks and hopefully, you know, they're going to see a difference in their life and really transit, you know, nicely and smoothly throughout this whole uh, shift of life. Maybe even without feeling a difference if they actually do it correctly with you. So, <laughs> so I wanted to thank you for the time. But just just before we close, any last advice, you know, for our folks uh, on today's show?
0: Yeah, I think I I would just like to say, you know, about mindset is that try to, I know this is easier said than done, but really try to have a positive mindset when you go into perimenopause and menopause, because it is, it's a totally natural process and don't like fight it, just accept it and, and be positive and prioritize yourself. and and realize that you know this is just a totally natural life phase it's not something if you get yourself worked up about it and all negative about it it would basically just make it even worse so look after yourself because you know you're you're worth it
1: i I love it keyword you're worth it and uh (laughs) take it for whatever it's worth that's that that's a big 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 concept right there allison thank you so much for being with us today and for taking the time you know across from <laughs> the atlantic uh and and helping people across the world here all over the globe actually watching and listening to have at least an understanding of what menopause is and how to to really live through it nice and happy and, and just carry on a, a very healthy life you know for as long as you live and uh, and that's really the, the 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 help that we need just to be able to to live a happier life bottom line
0: thank you so much much. it's been a pleasure talking to you
1: it is my pleasure and folks thank you for being with us for watching for listening and um, we'll be talking soon new day new show new topic new guest bye for now